Podcast Hello everyone and welcome to episode 137 of Lost in Translation Mode. I'm May. And I'm Jack. And this time we watch Digimon Save as the Movie Ultimate Power Activate Burst Mode. Also known as Digimon Save as the Movie, The Big Waste of Time. Also known as This Did Not Get an English Release. Because why would it? I thought if it got an English release it would just be dumb jokes, dumb joke, dumb joke. Think of how many lines they would have had to write new lines for that like three minute fight scene. It's all silence at the beginning. There's actually not a lot of talking in this movie. No, there isn't. But like that's specifically, and you can tell the art direction is there is no talking for this because mm. it's important. But how often would they be like throwing lines in? Oh my god, it's so quiet. That's probably the reason. The sausage gonna, scene. We're gonna write three minutes of unique dialogue for everyone, and in this movie with no plot whatsoever. What what do we do? I'd actually be interested to know why they didn't actually produce this movie. Like maybe Jeff Nimoy knows. I'll try to tweet at him. I would assume that it's because by the time Save is finished, it was limping to the finish line of Oh my god, we I can't be bothered. I know that a lot of people didn't watch Savers because they were now thirteen and fourteen and thought they were too old for Digimon. And they they were. So they probably stopped watching Digimon at that time. I didn't watch Starter Squad when it came out. I don't even know if I I had access to it. It might have been on cable. I don't know. I didn't didn't see it advertised anywhere. I don't even think I saw the toys. What's your favourite Starter Squad? My favourite was Squirtle, Charmander and Bulbasaur. Totally. I love love Starter Squad. Anyway, on to the show. The Digi News this week, for Lost News Lightningmon, unfortunately we delayed last week's manga podcast about the start of Digimon Next. And this is delayed due to timing. The week before we released, like there was there was episodes out for five days straight. We, we, we did the manga one the week before, so we get so to give ourselves fine. a break. So this time it's only delayed a week. We will do it next week. Hopefully, recording maybe this weekend, maybe sometime after work next week. Not sure, but we will try to get it done and out by Wednesday our time. Probably Wednesday afternoon, evening maybe. Yeah, e- Wednesday evening it would come out by. I have no idea. Well, it depends on when we record it, but definitely Wednesday evening or Wednesday night. And then also the end of season summary survey has been put together. I haven't actually posted about it because I've been super busy at work this week and super busy after work as well. So I haven't had much time to put it. Like it's it's together. I just haven't sent it out. Most I'll professional we'll... survey we've ever done because you have so much more experience with surveys now a year later. <laughs> I'll, it's more, I've been working there three years. Um, so I'll actually send it out like when I'm sending the raw out for this podcast. So it will be out tonight. Um, obviously like 12 hours before the actual full release of this episode when it's all edited. And also there's no obnoxious synopsis this week because we saw a movie and we don't do obnoxious synopsis for movies. Yeah. Especially when they're non, yeah, basically non-canonical and nonsensical. And neither will be the one for next week because that's a recap. Yeah, and that's a recap. So no obnoxious synopsis till, and you can't really do it for Cross Wars, the first episode of Cross Wars, so it'll be... I can try with no, a few basic no, details that's and just, the titles. No, but that's usually done in the summary episode at the end. We've done that for every other season. We've had a segment where we talk about the next season. Yes. And we we watch the opening. Right, talk, yeah. I, t- I show you photos. I show you the digibiases. As in there won't be a segment at the beginning of two episodes from now. Man, I will be recording that not from here i'll either be recording from your house or from being other place uh, yeah because i'm i'm moving um also i guess that's a little bit not lost news lightning i'm hopefully moving with a friend in fact we may skip an episode so that you can move and everything will be smooth because that is it's actually a very involved process no one would blame you if that derailed some things in your life no i i, I can like, you don't if, have I'm moving the full a, I'm moving saturday morning to edit for example um yeah wake up early no you you're going to be moving stuff 
And not not at like six in the morning. Then you should be sleeping to get energy for moving stuff. I'm fine. I've got the source. It's really yeah. So I'm I'm actually moving in with a friend. We've mentioned it before. It's Brady. I'm gonna get him on the show one day. The death of the show. And that that episode will never come out because man, that it's it's he's like Matt, but not as bad. Yeah, because you'd have to censor everything he said. Like you're just talking to yourself. I'd love Matt to be on the podcast. But I don't think I can. You could with just the whistle going over everything he says. Yeah, it'd be like, hi, Matt, how are you doing? Beep, 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 beep. No, but you may- maybe I'll get Brady on the podcast one day because I'll be, I'll be li- hopefully living with him. I sent the um, application to join his lease and it's a big four minutes drive away from my house at the moment. Solid. <laughs> it's very far. It's uh, basically near where I was born. So I have not moved very far in my life. So yeah, I guess that's kind of biggish news. Uh, we'll be either recording at the apartment or we'll be recording at Jay's, depending on how hot it is. Because the uh, my I guess future potential flatmate does not like using the aircon because it's expensive. Um, so it is often like fifty degrees. When Celsius. there are two people, it will be less of an issue. I keep on saying it's okay. We can we can still pay. We can, both of us can pay for the aircon. He's like, nah, it's fine. Like, no, no, it's not. It's 50 degrees in your apartment most of the time. It sounds like you should be volunteering to pay for it then. Yeah, I think I might. But both of us get both of us are migraine sufferers. But in any case, um, releases may may change or may sound different for a bit as we get things together. Um, but yeah, we're not sure whether we record in the apartment because it's a very small apartment or if I'm recording with Jay's. But it will uh, we'll work that out. On to the show. The movie starts off with a sad Ogamon crying in the rain, and he's looking at Masaru in some sort of pod. You mean pool of pee? That too, but a pod. It's a yellow liquid. So we see all these, like, pod, like I guess pods, yeah, sure. They're, like, in spider silk, I guess. Mm. Which is something that I think it wants you to not think about later, because it is never, ever explained. It looks very alien as well. Yeah, and so the question... Actually, let's rewind slightly to the opening credits, which are just visions of the city mm. and because everything's covered in plants i'm like oh this is a digital world okay and it becomes very clear i think what the feeling they wanted you to have is oh it's a digital world oh wait no there are too many buildings oh, and also there's a human there it must yeah. be the real world oh god what's happened because it's in the sepia tone and yeah. there's a lot of stuff there to make it feel not real yeah and so you see this girl in blue and you're like who is that i've never seen that character before then you see argamon crying in the rain no the rain is first then you see argamon crying normally it's not raining anymore and he's looking at all these, these pods and only some of them you can see inside only the ones that matter Mm. But what I just want to say that the whole like the way that the city's done up, it does look like it's been a while since it's been populated. Yeah, yeah, no, the it, city's it, busted up. It's almost like the last scene in Spirited Away where she's just gone home and everything's like grown over, like the car's grown over, just to show that the yeah. passage of time. And similarly, the first thing that's basically said is that Lalamon and Galmon show up and they go, Ugman, you're still here. Like, they, as if the kids have been in these pods for a long time. As if Lalamon and Galmon have both given up, basically. Yeah. They've said, you're still here, why, why are you still here? My also, immediate feeling is it was like a week. But mm. it could have been any no- could it could have been a month or more. Yeah. Um. Also, we don't have Akuto or Falcomon anywhere in the whole movie, and I just thought I'd because I didn't actually realize that Akuto and Falcomon were, were missing until we were watching the Digimon Savers character songs earlier, and they had like the art from Savers, and I was just like, oh, Akuto and Falcomon were not in this movie. Not only were they not here, they were literally never mentioned once. Yes. So they they just they're not part of this at all, which is weird because they always like they were always on the same level as. At least Yoshino, right? Um, yes, you would think as low as Yoshino is, that's the level that they were. So I just found that a bit weird because she's still like, they are still characters like Akuto and Falcomon. Mm. They then identify that it's the vines that's keeping the kids asleep. Mm. And there's some interesting questions about this whole mechanic that I have. And 
they're like why do the vines put these people to sleep and i don't think that's ever satisfactorily answered i don't like the mechanics of it i mean like why are they asleep and you can have your knee-jerk reaction of well the bad guy doesn't like humanity so he put them all to sleep but if he didn't like them why wouldn't he just kill them i I can't figure out why the thing just puts them to sleep no that that is a main question like argamon looks pretty much strong enough to kill a human maybe it's easier to put them all into pods than killing you know billions and billions of humans no but if you can travel your vines everywhere and control them uh what's the word um the pre if they're all prehensile and you can just control oh, you them. Can strangle them yeah yeah just stab them with the thorns or strangle them all like it would just go this could be easily explained if we just said that they were his life source and they were he was like, like the matrix yeah it was just like he is a plant and he digs his roots into the ground and that's he gets like nutrients from the ground but instead of that he's getting the nutrients from the people that would have made sense if his like thing at the end of the movie hadn't been oh i'm mad now i'm just gonna destroy the planet because i hate you yeah like it if destroying the planet was within, or killing all humans was within the pa- parameters of his original plan, mm. there is no reason he wouldn't have already done it. Goblimon so- and an Ogamon are chasing the girl that we saw before, and Ogamon, Gaumon, and Lalamon go to rescue her. And what I notice in this whole bit is the animation seems to be a lot like higher budget than the whole of the actual series. Well, that would make sense. They've, they've got a full movie budget for 20 minutes. Like, it looks really good. Not enough for writing, but enough for 20 minutes of animation. Except for later on when we see, like, Ogamon from far away, and oh, it's kind it's of like away. this bit of a smear. That's off model. It's like for about 30 seconds he just like looks really strange my favorite okay not favorite this one of the silly things i've got here is you really have to like understand the context of what argument is saying or the thing he says and does seems funny mm-hmm. for example the reason he goes after her he goes um we have to help that's her we have to go after her is what he says that's what a man would do and then i wrote down ah yes chasing after a fleeing woman uh, what a man would do Jeez, but- then he hits a fireball to the face protects mm-hmm. her then like a man would do he drags her down an alley but but actually back to what he says like he does quote Masaru a lot in this film this is the best part of the movie is is Agumon's always like mm, I'm doing the thing Masaru would do the best part of the movie for me and yes I did love how Masaru uh, Agumon was quoting Masaru and saying what would would Aniki do and he was constantly talking about Aniki and saying what Aniki would say is Lalamon fighting with the sausage okay you mean that's that's one bit it's actually a theme throughout the entire movie is this weird karate plant and I'm why did she never do this in the series because she like she does she's fighting uh, one of the Digimon later and she does the big like Whoa! punch to the stomach and it's the funniest thing it's one of the it's the funniest thing in the movie by a long way um, I'm okay I will d- again disagree with you I really liked when she's like she just beats it up like the, the gobby one up with the sausage and then yeah. she's still spinning in the air and then she just goes she, why is she a plant eating meat it's a Venus flytrap it's uh, not though the other part of the movie I liked is um, and I guess it's all part of this scene and my, my, like this scene is just all fighting with sausages sometimes it's and a three minute scene of silence and rhythm holding like a pan it's quite like this is my the, fa- the best part of the movie is this entire scene maybe yeah it's probably arguable anyway so another part that I like is Lalamon's eating the sausage and rhythm is also eating the sausage and Agumon shows up and he wants to also eat a sausage and then Gaumon stop like he beats up on a Goblimon turns around and says can I have one too yeah it's cute it is like this part of the movie I was just like yeah this is this is really good and I just I think I enjoyed it mainly because of this this intro scene and it's such a, it, you can see there's like a strong artistic direction to this like they had an idea mm. and I just I, they must have run out of budget or like they must have they, they must have had all their ideas on paper and then when they got to animating it they were like told by the 
the way. Mm. These are your constraints now. Yeah. Because it it just always feels like there's a, there's something good and then there's a restriction. Um, Rhythm so, tells the characters that Agamon wants to destroy the world. I've called her in my notes Mako because she's like this random newcomer who's the centre of everyone's attention for no reason. Aww. She's clearly the most important person on screen. She calls Agamon a frog, like Mr. Frog. I don't understand why she does this. Well, it's a running gag in, Di- in Digimon Savers. Agamon is constantly called a frog. By humans? Yes, it is also weird that Rhythm is a Digimon. So here's the thing. I am 100% convinced. And I, I'd forgotten she had this hat on at, by the end of the movie. Because by the end of the movie, she has her hat off and she has little wings under her, on her head. Uh-huh. I, it didn't occur to me until I was going back to get my screenshot of the week that the reason she has her hat on and she says this frog stuff and her name is Rhythm and not Rhythmon is because the fact that she is a Digimon is meant to be a big surprise and reveal. And so there must have been a change of plans at some point where they go, well, we can't make it a plot anymore because she doesn't, she no longer does anything important. Mm. So she's just going to be on a boat and just be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm a Digimon, which is the most anticlimactic, uninteresting thing yeah, in the world. Yeah, you think it'd be a big reveal or maybe she has amnesia and she doesn't remember that she's a Digimon. Then you know, she takes it off and she's like, oh no, but I'm a Digimon Raj. He has this big attack. But there no, should that's be a question. Used. Why weren't you captured by these things? Literally no one ever asks. Mm. And you, was there ever a moment where they like they took the hat off and they focused on the wings like a surprise? Did no. you know? No, they didn't because they don't care. And it's, it seems to me there was an idea for a movie. And I think those ideas were interesting. One of the things they say at the end is fascinating. But there's just nothing. You can, well, They've thrown them all out the door because, well... We have to have them all fight. See, this you know how we said that X Evolution feels like it missed, it seemed like it missed a bit of explanation, like it needed a bit more time, but also it needed less time, if that makes sense? No, I think this one needs an extra half an hour. This one definitely needs another half an hour. Like, I think they, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. It doesn't feel, it does feel like it needs to be longer. I feel like they just sort of, it ended very abruptly. I also think the plot of this movie must have been changed significantly from about that the boat scene onwards mm. because like the way it all ends and it just it just does the standard Digimon thing all the way to the end like Literally, this could have been any filler episode of the season yes. and you wouldn't have noticed the difference. Yep. Um, I, I feel like they must have changed that as well because especially how Rhythm was not involved. Yeah, no, Rhythm... Basically, if you took Rhythm out, nothing would have changed. Why wouldn't they start calling her Rhythm on? I have no idea. Well, she says she likes to be called Rhythm. She must not Though, be a Digimon. Actually, this reminds me of one of the Digimon Adventure 02 CD dramas. It was called, I believe, The Doors to Summer, where Daisuke goes to visit Mimi... And also meets Willis. Where and is he, though? When is he going to get introduced? I've watched two seasons Lot, of the Lot, show. Lotmon has come back to life and is now a baby. So cute. Um, and Daisuke meets a girl and he falls in love with her. Mm-hmm. And her name's Natsu, yeah. which means summer, yeah. I believe. Is she Natsumon for real, though? Oh, uh, she's actually a Digimon. Of course she is. That's a plotline in all Digimon stuff. Um, yeah, and then... Zero Two. And, and then the end... Cyber Sleuth. Like, she's like, I wish you could have been my, um, my, my chosen child. And then she goes away. And he's like, I wish you could have been my girlfriend. Puberty's confusing. Girlfriend Mon? <laughs> And no, it just reminds me of that because I feel like that's the only two times we've seen like a human who's a Digimon. I also really do like Rhythm's design though. It's fine. It, it's decent. There's nothing wrong with it. She would she would fit in just fine as a chosen child mm. because she has just enough going on that you, like she's distinctive but not enough going on that she's weird. The fairy wings could honestly just be a hair tie, basically. That's for a while. Well, in the credits scene, we actually see Agumon with it on. With what on? The 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 um ri- the ribbon. I didn't notice. Yeah, so at the end, so it's like they've got sort of a blooper. And there's the guitar guy in the credits. The guy just playing the music. Um, but it's you know it's it's really cute, and he's got the um 
He's got the tie on his head. It's really cute. What weirds me out about this movie... I'll just show you a picture. Oh, yeah. He's got the he's got little yeah. wings on him. What weirds me out about this movie is this point here. And, and what makes it feel like what's going on just isn't real. His maker's like, oh, well, yeah, by the way, it's Argomon. And all the Digimon partners go, what the hell is an Argomon? Like, they have... they've Not only do they not know what has happened, mm. they've not known what's happened for, like, a month. And they've just been staring the entire time, not figuring it out. And this would be fine, because that's actually interesting. For once in... Uh, ever? The first the first time ever, a Digimon show... Uh, for the first time ever, a Digimon show, like, where the main characters are not the centre. They, they weren't at the centre of all the problems, so they mm. wouldn't know what's going on. It's a mystery. Something weird has happened. Yeah. However, when she takes them over to the castle, which is the size of a skyscraper and has big purple jewels poking out of it and, and they're like and she goes that's Argamont's castle and they go whoa we didn't see that before um, it's also like the beanstalk in Digimon Frontier to be fair about that one that's a thing where you're in the digital world and you go and maybe it's a weird thing that you just mm. didn't see on camera but this is like oh one of the buildings transformed mm. I guess we never noticed it's like um, in Digimon Tame as if they were trying to look for the D-Reaper and there was still it's still the government the metropolitan the Tokyo Metropolitan Government building that still has a big D-Reaper on it yep. and they're just looking around saying Where's the D Reaper? Where's the D Reaper? Where's Jury? And then someone just says, up. Oh. And they just look up, like, ah! Oh. Actually, I do think that um, Argamon looks like Vamdemon Cross with the D Reaper. That's yes, what I think he is. Basically. And a bit like um, Mephistomon in the Tamers movie as well, Battle of Adventures. I think it's just because he looks like a generic bad guy sort of thing. Except he with the eyes. That's also, a special thing. when he evolves, he looks a bit like Majora's Mask. Ooh. I think it's mainly because of the colours, though. Co- yeah. The but when, he, when, he, when, you see, when you see his face, he just looks like um, the mask from Majora's Mask. You know, the mask. Then we have a scene where they're all fight. They're going to fight and go up to the top of Argamon. Galmon leaves to fight some Goblimon. Which is a random choice of Digimon, by the way. And also, like, it's the exact same thing that happened when they went to the Yggdrasil tree. Like, it's literally yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, when, when they all separate. Uh, Galmon left first, and then Lalamon left second. So, by the way, we learn that Lalamon is able to carry rhythm and Argamon with just herself. She's never been able to do that before. She's very strong. I always got the sense that she wasn't flying. She was hovering. Yeah. But now it is clear she's flying. She's carrying them quite well. And it's really confusing about why they don't evolve, considering we know that they can evolve without their partners just with emotion. Yeah, but maybe they don't care enough. Yeah, well, they have given up about their partners being alive. Now they feel Zetsubo. Zetsubo. Despair. Kibo, Zetsubo. That's not going to get annoying. So then Lalamon leaves to fight, then Argomon is at the top, and Argumon, not Argomon... That's not going to get annoying. ...says that he's the bad guy, and Argomon says the humans are evil because they yeah. soil the earth for money and destroy the natural environment. And I kind of like this because... And, and you look, the way you're looking at me, you're saying that you didn't like this. But I don't. I, li- I like this because he is, like, a plant dude, and he's very, like, you know, natural environment, and he's annoyed at the humans who are, like, soiling the natural environment. And that's a lot better than just saying humans are corrupt, humans will do anything for money or power. It's explicitly not what, he, like, humans do to each other. But it's just what humans do to the environment. And this is a very good point. Like, it's, I don't know. It, this is not said in any of Digimon Savers. I feel like it's a new take on the humans are awful. Counterpoint. He's a Digimon from the digital world. So, A, why does he care what they do to Earth? Because he's not from there. His environment is a different environment. I think he just relates to it. But why did he come over to do this? Because he still thinks about... I think he likes all environments. I think he likes Earth. I think he... Because he's not saying, I want to take over Earth. And second of all, how does he know what money is? This digital world doesn't have it. 
We don't know that. Well, we've never seen any evidence of it. Mm, I still think we don't know it. And like, it doesn't... His motivation, while it's like, yeah, it's environmentally based, it doesn't really make sense because how... Well, first of all, how could this Digimon exist also, without whole sections of the digital world being completely also, covered in these vines? Rebuttal. He actually does say the problems that the humans have caused in their own environment has started to affect the digital world's environment. That makes no sense. It's the digital world. It does, has not, In fact, the more technology we make to hurt our environment, the better off the digital world should be. Oh, but I'm just saying, I feel like that's fine. Second, second of all, um, why, if he thinks humans are so dangerous, did he put them to sleep and not kill them? And then, if he is so into the environment, why would he say he's going to destroy the world? Also, where are the other Digimon? Where are Porn Chessmon, Night Chessmon? Like, Irrelevant. Kudamon. If he's so environmentally Kamimon. friendly, why would his response to, oh, you hit me in the face, be, I'm going to destroy the Earth? I feel like that's just him losing his temper. But if you no, lose I your temper, you don't completely lose track of the reason you're doing also, all, your th- all this he stuff. does say it's because it's affecting the digital world. But then why would he not kill the humans or destroy the earth from the beginning i don't understand why he does these things agamon says the usual thing of like but anarchy is good humans may be bad but anarchy is good which is actually a very weak argument in the case where you're not talking about human nature you're talking about these are the things that everyone has already done and that yeah your guy didn't contribute but there's six point million billion Mm. others who did on the other hand when it was just kurata did a bad thing and i'm reacting to that event Mm. which we found out was seven years ago in the recap Mm. um like that's different because you can you can just separate him out but this is like oh no humanity did all these things argamon's reaction is actually just dumb yeah rhythm reflects on how the digimon are fighting for humans so then she pleads with argamon and says that she thinks the humans can be good and uh, it goes nowhere yeah so as i as we said before rhythm could just be removed like i do honestly feel like there was meant to be some relation between rhythm and argamon it is implied at the end, and it is the coolest idea, and yet it is not explored at all. At the, at the very end, when she has the Argomon egg in her hand, yeah. she goes, now I think I have the strength to fight Argomon. And that's a weird thing for her to say when he's been defeated and he's mm. an egg, and one assumes that when you hatch out and you've got no memories, then you'll start all over again. The implication to me is that they have been doing this as a cycle forever. Well, maybe, where- that's, maybe that's why she's called rhythm. Like, it's the sort of, it's nature... But nature also needs to be controlled because it will go wild otherwise. It could be. And she's keeping the rhythm. She's like the homeostasis kind of like she desires stability and she's sort of like a god in the way that she has to keep things in the rhythm. She has to keep things equal. And I think that's that's really interesting. And obviously the movie has nothing to do with that, but it could have. And it could have been this cool balance between like the big Digimon monster thing and then the human side of Digimon. It's like she's clearly human-like. Yeah, or maybe, maybe she's meant to be holding the rhythm between the digital world and the human world and the natures that interact between the two balance and harmony are both better words for it if she was called harmony this would make way more sense yeah um but it's fine J- and also Japan, no harmon it could be digimon harmon harmony that's all right as well mm. like there's so many ways they could have done this harmon too harmony get and, it yeah that's it's, it's good um I, I wonder if there's a basis for argomon i haven't thought of any particularly um if it was arbomon it would make more sense well there's already an arbomon we, yeah we, i know we know him so like uh, it, it was the basis of like an interesting story in here maybe uh, this is this is a lot like um frontier except frontier gave it a shot and failed whereas this one didn't even give it a shot um yeah so the rest of this movie like the literally the rest of this movie is just a digimon fight okay it, um it's meant to be algomon as in algorithm algo rhythm that makes way more sense that makes a lot more sense. So it's not Argomon, it's Algomon. Algomon. Argomon. 
Algo and rhythm. Yes. That's cute. Algo. But but there's still no... The, the, the movie doesn't tell us this. No, it never does because it's not, it's not, it doesn't matter. If rhythm was not in this movie, the only thing that would have changed is that the Digimon wouldn't have known about where Argamon's base is, except that Argamon's base is so giant and massive you couldn't miss it. And... His plan had no time limit on it. Mm. In fact, you could argue, and I think this I think this argument is strong, the only reason that they were being attacked by Digimon getting to the tower was because Rhythm was there. Yes. Well, the Goblimon weren't attacking Agumon, Garmon, Lalamon. They were attacking Rhythm. And you wouldn't need to climb up inside the tower because obviously Lalamon is strong enough to carry both Garmon and Agumon by themselves. Yes. They would have been perfectly fine on their own. Basically, yes. There is an argument to be made that the only thing that she did really was be a human face although she is not human while so so Argon has something to protect and that's what makes him particularly strong mm-hmm. but that's dumb <laughs> That's like not a good answer. Also, I think I might have been wrong about um, Lotmon coming back in the in the Adventures Zero Two oh, Drama City. It is called the Drawing to Summer though, and it is about someone called. Maybe it's Natsu. another one then. Um, so basically, Argum- Argumon gets sick of talking and does a big fire shoot on Argumon's face. And despite Argumon being a perfect, which yeah, is not but actually a- all that intimidating, is a- it? A- it was also a plant, and he's setting fire to a plant. So you can almost say that he's just. Agumon didn't really beat him. He just sort of set fire to him. That's, that's also he evolves that is anyway. not how green plants work. You can set fire to them, and they they. If you have a green plant, they don't. They're not flammable. Go grab like a fresh green leaf. You can't set it on fire. Really? You can burn through it eventually, but like. Well, but- to be fair, he evolves, so. No, no, he obviously no, but like when Agumon's just shooting fire out of his face at a perfect level, basically if you take a handful of leaves and throw yeah. it on fire, they're not going to burn; they're just going to smoke a oh, lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, the whole thing is you take dried, you take dried, dried leaves, leaves dried wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's how that works. So Agumon just does it, and it makes him so angry. He's like, "I'm gonna destroy the planet because I'm angry." And then Agumon falls off the thing with with rhythm, and no one saves them. They just don't take fall damage when they hit the ground. No, but also what I noticed watching this is that I'm pretty sure that the uh, the voice of Argamon, if this had an English dub, would be the voice of literally every bad guy and have the Diaboramon voice. Yeah, it would be every time. Because I feel like it would just fit. But we've had that voice in basically every season as just the bad guy, basically. Um, he was also Kirpimon. Ker- uh, why, why, why do I say uh, Trubimon? I always say Kirpimon because the detector. Uh, also, Argamon evolves at this stage. He yeah, turns into an egg and he turns into Venom Argomon. I, I thought you said Argomon for a second. Ven- was... Venom Argomon. No, he's just called Argomon, but he's the ultimate version instead of the That makes version. no sense. Some Digimon are just like that. He's Some not Digimon... ultimate mode. Some Digimon just don't change their name as they evolve. Give another example. Wamon is Wamon Adult and Wamon Perfect. That's really stupid. There's a few Digimon who do that. Um, There's some Digimon who have the same name, like from child to ultimate. I just can't remember their names. Oh, also when he hits Argumon with the first, the fire blast for the first time, and he does the evolving stuff, all of the vines die, like yeah. they just shrivel and die. And now at this point, Argumon's on the ground and he's struggling. And I've literally written my notes: spoiler, the vines died, so Masaru's obviously awake and he's going to come by and help Argumon. And thir- ten to thirty seconds later, exactly that happened. Which is kind of annoying. Like I kind of was enjoying the. Uh... This, the interesting nature of the, just having Digimon there. I think I like it, but the problem is it was too obvious. Mm. And it was so obvious that the show then lies to you when Masaru goes, yeah, your attack woke like uh, your attack woke up the fire in my heart. I think Masaru's like, lying. I think no, it didn't. Masaru doesn't know how he woke up. Masaru's just saying, that sounds good because that's what a man would say. 
the problem to me is that Masaru acts as though he knows what Argomon said and mm. what happened on the roof. Mm. There is no way he could possibly know. Unless he was watching the whole time, just waiting. No, he was in the pod. Yes. He was in the pod on the other end of the they city. They might be just awake in the pod. Like, yeah, but they even, might be conscious. Even if you're awake, you can't see multiple kilometers away. Yes. In fact, how did he get there so quickly? Good point. Yes. Because it was also then he had 20 minutes. There is an answer you could have given me and it would have made me really laugh. What? It's that they fight against common sense. Or, and bear with me here. Did you did you not see the recap episode yet? No, because we're watching that next okay, week. Okay, so to clarify, what happens in the recap episode is multiple times they will talk about something that happened in Savers that made no sense, i.e. teleporting into a fireball, or like when Argumon evolves but it doesn't evolve, he's just Argumon but bigger and laser. And they go, what's up with that? Like they literally just ask, yeah. what happened there? And Argumon goes, Oh, you know, Anarchy and I, we fight against common sense. That's what we do. And they're like, what? It, just, it doesn't matter. Okay, they should have a, um, a spin-off series where Masaru and Algamon go to, you know, England maybe, Great Britain, and it's called Anarchy in the UK. <laughs> I bet you thought that was real funny. Yes, I did. Oh, but they thought, I thought that was great. Oh, we're just moving right on. There is, and we are onto the home stretch of a big Godzilla style fight because Mizaru obviously makes Argumon evolve. Yeah, he, no, he punches Argumon, most important thing. Straight up. And then uh, he brings out the J.O. Grey sword. Which lasts for about five seconds. Burst mode is nigh and the sword's gonna break. So Ellie Vorg said we should count how many times it's useful after its introduction. The answer zero. is zero because it breaks every t- other time. It's It has more deaths than Leomon. No, it doesn't. That's not true. It dies. Sword's in- broken three times. Leomon's died way more than three times. Mm, okay, maybe. In this um, series. This, the sword doesn't exist elsewhere. I know, but in this series, Leomon has only died... Twice. Twice. And the, the sword I, has died more than twice. Only because of this movie. It was equal before this. <laughs> they had broken as many swords as they had broken Leomon's. Jesus, that's, that's a lot. Um, And so there's a big Godzilla-style fight and, in the bay, for whatever reason. And Masara says how humans are foolish, but they can change and realise their mistakes, and that's evolution. Which is more or less what he said in the series at some point. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that exact line... Also, but it's it, fine. It occurred. This is, sorry, this is the bit where I go, why is he saying that? He does not know what the bad guy's motivation is. He has never been told. He couldn't possibly know that this is a response to anything Argomon was saying. So, in my mind, he goes, well, all the bad guys are angry about this, so why wouldn't that be the problem? Um, and then, yeah, burst mode happens and he wins. And it occurs to me, Argomon has nothing going on. No. Think about every bad guy in every movie. They have some advantage. They have something special about them. In this movie, besides the vines thing, Argomon has nothing going on. Yggdrasil had something. Like, Yggdrasil wanted to reboot the world. No, I don't mean, like, a motivation. I mean, like, a power. And in the movies. So, think... Yggdrasil was a god. That's not relevant. What I'm no, talking no, about. No, no, no. I'm, I'm to- sorry. I'm talking about the next evolution. That's what I'm talking about too. He oh, was. It was. It was a crystal ball, and in fact, yeah. that's something going on. Um, but for moreover, I'm thinking of like um, in the Zero Two movie, they were brought into like the red extra world, and they were Only a shapeshifter. Only in the original. I know, but that's what it was. Yeah. And then in Hurricane Touchdown, it was like reality bending. He put and- people to sleep. Like that's what Argon wanted. And there was time he travel. He put people back in uh, time. No, yeah, he turned. Well, he reversed the clock on. The- he that's like, crazy. People. That's special. Um, in the first movie, sorry, in our war game, he was super multiplied. 
Um, in Our War the, Games the best. In the very first prologue thing, it came out of the sky, like, and it was a big bird we never ever saw again. Yeah, no, doesn't count as much because no, it was no, an no, introduction. No, I just want to talk Digimon. about Paramount for a second, but I am shocked that Paramount isn't seen in more things because that's one of the first Digimon we see, and you can't. It's, he's, I think he, I don't think he's even in the V Pets. I think he might be in the Pendulum. Maybe it occurs to me that they made a huge mistake with that not being a Kuwagamon. Yes, it was clearly meant to be. Um, but yeah, so. No, in every movie, the bad guy has something going on, even like when they're like a train, so mm. that there is an interesting thing to the fight. But there is so little time in this episode, the only thing that they can have in the fight is the direct fighting and ch- churn through those evolutions, because that's all the kids care about. Also, you keep on calling it an episode, because that's basically what it, it is. It is. It's an episode length. Yeah. Churn through the evolutions, that's all everyone cares about, and you'll just win the fight. There's nothing interesting going also, on. Also, the only thing that Rhythm does is arguably, like, when he gets to, like, when Masara gets to burst mode, Rhythm touches... The Digivice? It does nothing. I think this may be because this movie came out before the introduction of Burst Mode. So this is an alternate introduction to Burst Mode. That's but- why it's called Activate the Power Burst Mode. Like, it's some sort of big title, big important title, even though it doesn't have actually anything to do with the movie. Like, what, what would you call this movie? I would call this movie, like, uh, Invasion of the like, invasion of the Partner Snatchers yeah, like or something. In- invasion or something involving, like, the whole Why plant- do the Goblimon follow Argomon? I don't know either. They're, They're goblins. Green. They're both green. It must be that, right? How lazy is that? And, like... Well, I know... I think um, Woodmon evolves into Argomon. That's fine. But I'm trying to work out if Goblimon evolves into Woodmon. But basically, the bad guy, when he's actually fighting Burst Gra- Burst not Burst Greymon, Shine Greymon, all he does is punch. He does nothing interesting. Um, and then, so, and at this point you go, think back in the movie, what is, is there anything interesting about this movie, right? Is there a story to be told here that meant they should have it? And the only interesting thing in this movie is rhythm, and only because they're a mystery. Yes. And that's never talked about, Mm. and it may as well not have existed. Um... And then Rhythm appears to add that power for the final evolution, but clearly doesn't. She's just yelling. Mm. Um, and then uh, Shining Greymon wins easily. Yeah. Like, no struggle, just wins. But there's so much damage to the city that how could they not have noticed it? Mm. Um, and then Rhythm takes the egg of the bad guy and just says, I'm going home now. Unless this is just after the Karata fight and the world is already in turmoil. Cause it that's couldn't the only, be. That's the only time this p- could take place, though. No, but it, it couldn't. Because, like... Everything happens immediately after the Karata fight. Okay. Because the world's connected. The yes, sky okay. would be so full of digital So what we can say world. is the, the reason... Okay, Argamon sees that the worlds are, con- like, are connected. And he's just like, this is the human's fault. And this is how... Well, this is what he meant when he says that the what the humans have done has affected the digital world. But it couldn't be that, right? Because the moment Karata's fight ends, the the digital world is in the sky. In this movie, it's not. Okay, yes, good point. And at the at the very end of the story, the first thing that happens is Masaru goes away to the digital world forever. But I'm just saying, that's the only part this movie could take place is after Karata. And it clearly doesn't. Because we had we had burst mode during the Karata arc. Yes. Yes, that was when it was yes. introduced. But we didn't have Mirage Galgamon burst mode because that was in the Royal Knights arc. Well, Tom is not in this movie. Yes, but and I'm just saying that... That's fine, but I still think it's probably like the the only time it could be is after Karada. Probably. But it couldn't be. <laughs> anyway, so um, and then she, she says, "I'm taking the egg, yeah, and uh, I can definitely, f- I can now fight him. I have the courage to fight, yeah. which is just a weird thing because it obviously implies so much more going on. She should have become like her Digimon form at this point, or like that is her Digimon form. She has wings on her head. Yeah, but that says, "Oh, my real name is Rhythmon or whatever." Yeah, she never does. They keep calling her Rhythm Chan the whole yeah. time. 
I, I can't figure out why she said you look like a frog. All the Digimon know each other. Mm. They know what that is. That's an Agumon. Unless she's not actually a Digimon, she's lying. No, she is. The, that's I how th- she wasn't ca- I know, captured. I feel like she should have been like a the Jedi sort of thing. But that's what this was meant to be. Like it was meant to be like a oh like an oh my god moment. Of course mm. she wasn't captured. Someone was meant to ask, why weren't you captured by the vines? Yeah. Is that why the Goblin are chasing you? No, it's because she's the enemy of their boss. I know, but I still feel like that she is. She, she shouldn't have been a Digimon. She should have been like a Jedi of I am neither human nor Digimon. I guess I think that she should, yeah she just given her name at the end or just been homeostasis Re- or whatever. Um, and then she says I love you to Agumon, and she but I know it's Daisuke. I, I know enough. I know enough Japanese. So she didn't say Aishiteru. She said Daisuke. And so that's fine. Yeah. Also, Lalamon's is she all said like. The easy oh. one. And then it just ends. And then there no, was nothing she, no, to it. No, she kisses Agumon. And then and then it ends. Yeah, it was really it. And also the end credits have Hirari and uh, the bassist who is uh, hanging out with Rhythm and Agumon, which is the best part of this movie. Actually, no, the best... Sorry, the best part of the movie is the sausage fight. The, it, uh, to me, actually, I like the sausage bit, but it was the second version when she does the big punch. She goes, Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, it's not just a thing you did once. It's now you take yourself really seriously. What I think is missing... I think this bit's funny. I don't think it belongs on Lalamon. It's obviously way too late for it. And there's just, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know, I'm what happy. would have made way more sense is for Palmon to have this stuff and draw the connection to her being a boxer. Yeah, that's fair. Like, she's not for a while and then she just, she becomes Togemon and then when she devolves, she's just picked some stuff up. Yeah, she's all punchy. That'd be super funny. That'd be cute. I would, I would have liked that. What were your thoughts about this movie? I, I've basically said all of them. I feel like they had an idea and then they were told you have 20 minutes and they were like, well, there's no way for us to fit an idea into that time. So we give up. Or alternatively, like they were halfway through writing an idea and then mm. they were told we're releasing this tomorrow. You have to give it to the animators now. Or like they wrote an hour and a half movie or an hour movie, like just a 60 minute movie as all the other ones have been or even 45 minute movie. Because I'm pretty sure the majority of the Digimon movies have been 45 minutes or an hour. And this one is probably the shortest, maybe? Definitely. It's 21 minutes. It's easily the that, shortest. Like, that's an episode. See, I... It's per- shorter than an episode. I personally found that Masaru showing up kind of ruined the movie. And it became more or less like a big fight at the end. I don't think it necessarily ruined the movie. No. But what it needed to be was the way V-Tamer does it. Where like when they work together, it's a big deal. Yes. But the thing is, he just shows up and he's a Digivice well, holder. No, alternatively... Yeah, and you're right about the whole V-Tamer strategy thing. But alternatively, have it, like, what do we do without humans? We can't evolve. We have to work together and we have to show strategy because he's a perfect level and we're just three children. And I would have really liked to see them use some strategy. Like they were using in the opening theme where they were sort of fighting and interacting and doing things and each having their own strength. But I feel like it could have done more of the Atmon way of, like, strategizing. Working like, together. The, the, the Digimon is stronger than us. What are we going to do? But you see, the problem with that is that would mean that you have to take the focus off of Argumon as the only character that matters. Yes. Because remember, Galmon and, L- and Lalamon are connected to Toma also, and Joshi, Rith- and they don't matter. Rhythm only thanked Agumon. She said, thank you, Agumon. I actually thought that was really funny. Like, <laughs> like oh, it's yeah. so stupid. Lalamon and Galmon separated and also still fought. Lalamon actually fought the most in the opening part. Like, she was and the, protected her directly. She was the focus of the opening part. There was more time spent with Lalamon and her sausage than Galmon or Agumon put together. 
Like the opening theme, the opening was just Lalamont protecting Rhythm. And Rhythm was there, she knows. She and was fight, the frying and pan. fighting with her life. Why doesn't Rhythm say, thank you, Lalamont, for protecting me directly or for being so cool with that sausage and then giving me some sausage? That was great. Yeah, give me the sausage. Like, Real I'm sorry, Lalamont did amazing in this and so did Garmon, so I, I just, I don't know. But anyway, as I was saying, I feel like they could have addressed the handicap of not having humans there to evolve, despite we know that they can evolve without the Digisoul. And I'm just... I know, I feel like it could have been this really great strategy thing where we're trying to work out, oh, how do we fight? Oh, we'll have to use strategy. And we use, like, the strength of Lalamon. Lalamon, you know, been really useful with the hordes of Goblimon instead of, you know, leaving Ga- like leaving Garmon and leaving Lalamon to fight the Goblimon? Sunshine Sing Beam. a song. Sunshine Beam! S- no, sing a oh. song. She literally can put things to sleep. That's true. Without anything. Like, she's able to put groups of things to sleep. It's fine, though. How come she never used sing a song with, like, the oh, we have to fight Argamon. Oh, no, the hordes of Goblimon are distracting us. I would argue Sing a song. that given this new version of her character, she just really likes to fight. She's punching. My name is Lalamon, and I love to fight. Yeah, I, I also found I it love was to fight. it was basically an extra episode, but there's nowhere, as I said before, it that we could play. Exist. Yeah, this like it's it's after Karada, but the Digimon humans are together, so it can't be like after the the show. And I oh know it feels like there's it was an episode that they wrote the script of, and they really really liked, but they couldn't fit it in. But also maybe they wrote it as a movie but they wrote it as too long of a movie I don't know <laughs> longer than 20 minutes oh no what a movie and again Lalamon and Galmon being mainly more or less really useless in the, the second half of it kind of was annoying because I'm just like why is Agamon the focus like uh... it is not enough time that's why mm. And I kept feeling like Rhythm was going to do something really, really, really cool. They never did anything! Like, um, or maybe be linked to Argamon in some way, besides the end part, which was just like... Well, we, just, we just know the name, and that's it. And also, they recognised each other. Yes. But there was no, like, we didn't get any story. No, no, Besides, no. like, I can now fight Argamon despite him being in an egg. I, w- I think there's, like, a full series of interview questions for Jeff Nimoy just based on this movie. Well, Jeff Nimoy didn't make the movie. He didn't make was the it? movie. Oh, no. Okay. But then for the career. <laughs> well, I'm sure he would have, like, known why they didn't I'm, make I'm one. I'm going to ask him why. And he probably says, oh, it was bad. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. Because it was, yeah, badly received. What was maybe. the rating? I gave it a five because it wasn't painful to watch, but it was otherwise nothing interesting happened. See, I gave it an eight just because of the, I really liked the opening, but I- I, I hope you've rethought that eight. I'm going to have to dump, I'm going to have to put it down to like a 6.5 or a seven, maybe a six, because it was, it was okay. It was fine. It wasn't terrible. It could have been better. Like this, how often do we say, oh, it could have been better if it was longer? Very rarely. Like, we often say, man, this would have been... Like, Hurricane Touchdown was improved upon in the English dub because they took out half an hour. That is true, because that movie sucked. And we could always feel like, oh, maybe if they cut out this half an hour, like Vex Evolution, and put in half an hour in place, which was exclamation, explanations that were throughout the movie, that would that would have improved Vex Evolution greatly. I have a theory. Could be bunnies? My theory is that perhaps I was wrong about this. Maybe the movie was a full length complete one hour thing that was completely done but it was so bad yeah and made so little sense they had to cut it down to what it is and maybe we we should be thankful because it's entirely possible that rhythm is a character that ruins all of digimon yes i don't know if that's true but 
I, no, I, there I is doubt a poss- that. I there is a that. possibility that a version exists that is full length and terrible. Mm, like Hurricane Touchdown, which was still I'm thinking not- like midi-chlorian terrible. Yeah, but terrible. like... Because Hurricane Touchdown still wasn't amazing in the English dub. Or she says, like, I'm a hybrid. I have, like, one human parent and one Digimon parent. And I'm, like, what humans can achieve. And that was cool until they and thought about it. And that's why Argumon hates her? Like, it, there's all... There are total... Maybe he, she's his daughter. These are all theories. And they're all kind of interesting. Yeah. But, but they could be also written they're badly. Also, there are also reasons that you would cut it forever. I'm fascinated. I wonder if the director or writer are still alive. So, do you think, was this better than X-Evolution? Because yes. Because they're both more or less human-free movies. Yeah, it's better than X-Evolution because X-Evolution was boring and, and sucked and this thing had funny moments in it and was not long. So, I, I can't... Like, I got to the end of this and I was like, oh, like with all Digimon, I was like, oh, I wish I hadn't had to do that. But having had to do it, it was like, well, that was fine. It could, I just feel like it could have I do have not get that longer. feeling from X-Evolution. Yeah. Oh, no. And you were like, I have to watch this again for the podcast. The whole, the whole time we were, we've been watching Digimon as the po- with the podcast, before we did X-Evolution, you said, I have to watch X-Evolution again. Wanted to die. Mm. Now I've seen it again. Still want to die. <laughs> now let's rank all the Digimon movies because this is the last Digimon movie until try. Cool. All right. So worst one. The worst one is X-Evolution. I, 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 have, the, I, already ha- I have that in my ranking. I already wrote down my ranking, just so you know. Uh, second worst, Hurricane I put down Touchdown. Hurricane Touchdown. Good. Uh, sixth, I have Battle of Adventurers, even though I kind of liked it. Which one's that? Uh, it's the one with the dog that dies in the water. Ooh, I'm pretty sure the train one is worse. Uh, Runaway Lockamon? Yeah, that's worse. I thought that was okay. No, but it's just, it's boring. Battle of Adventurers is at least kind of something happens in it. Mm. Like the train one, nothing happens in it. Uh, okay, what about in... Fifth, pl- fifth place. Well, then Battle oh, of no, Adventures. No, six, no, sixth place. I have Battle of Adventures. So sixth place. Wait, so, how so, many no, movies okay. are So there are eight. X-Evolution is my bottom. We'll, yeah. we'll just start again because I... Um, X-Evolution, Hurricane Touchdown, Locomon, Battle of Adventures. Okay, I, I've got that the other way around. I've got Battle of Adventures, then Runaway Locomon. Uh, fourth one, I have Digimon the Frontier movie because that was actually quite okay. The, yeah, that was fine. Like, that was probably the best part of Frontier. Yeah. And how often do we say, wow, the best part of that series was the movie. That was the worst of the decent movies, yeah. Yeah. Uh, third, I have Digimon Adventures. Adventure, which is the prequel. If you count it, sure. I definitely count it. Um, then for the second one, I have Diaboromon Strikes Back. Mm, yeah, I guess. First place, our war game. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so... Um, then Zero Summer Wars. So much better. Okay, but Summer that's Wars not Digimon. is my favorite Digimon movie, <laughs> hands not down. Digimon. I love that. <laughs> so just to run it through, um, eighth place was X-Evolution. Was a bunny, um, the only one that Jay and I disagreed on was Hurricane Touchdown and Battle of Adventure. Oh, no, no uh, Hurricane Touchdown we agreed on. So that was seventh. Uh, sixth and fifth we disagreed on. Yeah. Um, we have Battle of Adventures and, Ru- and pretty much the same, though. Runaway Lockemon, and then we rever- we reversed it for Jay. I would tie them for sixth. Yeah, that's fair. I've Yeah. No, I, oh, I feel like the train one was a no, little bit fifth. better because it had something... Like, it focused on Rookie. It had, like... Did it? I don't remember anything about it, but there was a train oh, it, it had, it. like, Rookie have, like, having, like, a moment about her father and she was really sad. I bet that was super relevant. she became, like... She became sort of like the D-Reaper jury and start, tried to kill Takata with, Do like, a hatchet. Do not remember that at <laughs> okay. all. No, it's not a hatchet. It's a pipe. They're on a train. She starts, like, trying to kill him with a pipe. Oh, was that the haunted train? Yes, that was the haunted... Oh, that was crap. No, it was fine. Oh, that was crap. No, but... And then this Digimon Frontier movie in fourth place, which, best part of Frontier. Yeah. And then Digimon Adventure in third place. Which is the prequel? Yep. Uh, Diaboromon strikes back in second place, and our war game in first place. Sure, why not? And yeah, and then we got nothing until try. Scratch of the week. I have Lalamon and sausages because that was the best scene in the whole movie. <laughs> I have the bit where Argumon's on um on a Ogamon's face, and he's like, and just like vomits fire on him, and Lalamon's yeah. in the background, and like, what? No. Lalamon's faces in basically all the background shots are amazing. Like she. 
whoever did this is really like wanted Lalamont to be as emotive as possible. No, they just had they just had a higher animation budget in the first place. No, but no, I'm just saying that Lalamont is constantly like every, in in Savers, she's always doing a derp face. Whoever animated this wanted Lalamont to always be reacting to what was going on. I think whoever animated this favorite character is Lalamont. It's the money they saved on the recap where she's never cha- never moves at all. That's because Lalamont doesn't have any emotion. Uh, there were Digimon introduced in these episodes. Argamon. I already talked about it. Rhythm. Well, she sure is card capture Sakura. Sure is. For I will show you Digiworld, which we haven't had for a while. Uh, we have the Savers. I've seen everything. We have the Savers character songs, which were suggested by Ellie Vorg. Um, all the characters have them, except for Yoshino and Lalamon, who don't have them. Not because the rhymes don't care about them, but because bit, they're actually idols and they cost a lot more and they didn't have the money, money to pay them. That is what it is. Um, yeah, all these songs suck. Yeah, um, compared to the other seasons of Digimon, which have had quite good character songs, especially Atmon. Especially Atmon. Uh, all Atmon's the Atmon ones are good. Far and away, so much like, better. Like, it's really hard to say which one's your least favourite. Um, I guess Yujin's one, but that's also quite good. I can't remember it. I haven't it's, um, it very much. Yujin singing and then Offmon saying things he doesn't like and off. Oh, yeah, na, that na, jump. Na, 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 off. I think it's... Jump, jump, jump. I think that chorus is really annoying, but mm. the rest of it's good. And then there's, I guess, Ray's the second worst, but I also really like that because Ray's, like, singing and Hackmon's like just talking I love that though he's like all singing and he's like what are you doing Ray stop it come on no chill please stop singing And he's, like, replying to, like, making jokes and being, like, really adorable. And then um, Astro Museum was really good. Eri and Dokumon's really good. Haru and Gachamon's really good. But as back to Savers, like, the character songs, like, I didn't care much. Like, it's cute that Agumon's singing about eggs. It was a trash song, though. Um, it sounded terrible. Ikuto and Falcomon's was cute. And, like, it didn't sound terrible in the way of, like, oh, he's putting on a Digimon voice. So of course it would be bad. The music in all of these things sucks. It's so... So, like, no one could make this sound good. It doesn't matter how good a singer you are, these songs are bad. They're objectively mm. just not fun to listen to. I don't think any of them are good. Some of them are slightly better, like the one where it's um, Masaru and Toma together with yeah, their Digimon. Yeah. That's all right. Team question mark is, is is probably the best song. Also, it has like Masaru and Toma like arguing and um, Gaumon says, hey, I've mastered this special operation. What's next? And Tom is just too busy arguing with Masaru to reply to his Digimon. Mm. Um, the, the, the Akuto and Falcomon was quite cute. Uh, Galmon's solo one was quite good, but, I mean, comparatively, but I know, I, I, there was none of them where I was like, I want to listen to that again. Basically, how could you, Ellie Vorg? How could you? But they were still okay. Like, te- team No, they weren't. Don't, don't lie to me and say they were I, okay. I thought they were okay. It's because you like Digimon. But then I immediately, we, we immediately, like, Jay and I started to talk about character songs from Digimon that we do like. Uh, I had to show him Love Serenade, which is Edamon's. Yeah, which was much better. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Gorgeous. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Did you know that there Number are one. monkeys around here? And then the stage play is always fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's really fun. Um, And we also spoke about Bokemon and Nam. Character song Ganpachi, which is really great, and uh, I miss pants snapping. That was easily the only good thing in Frontier, and the movie, and the potential lore. Look, the movie was fine. Pants snapping is forever. Ganpachi, but yeah, so we listen to them. Uh, we don't have much to say about them because, like, they I said plenty. I've yeah. said everything there is to say. They were trash, but none of them really sort of jumped out at me as phenomenal. But it's it, that's fine. Like I'm glad I, I haven't. I have listened to them before, but like I guess there's a reason I probably only listened to them once or twice because they're just okay. 
Yeah, sorry that we didn't really enjoy the character songs for Savers that much. Uh, there are also ones for Frontier. We listened to we listened to at least no wait, Frontier. Yeah, I don't think we have listened to them. Takuya's is the best in Frontier, but uh, and Azumi's is okay. But yeah, so that's it for the character songs. For Postmon Pat this week, first up the, for the weekly poll, the question is: Should Spencer slash Saguru have stayed dead in Digimon Savers slash Data Squad? So total votes were nine, and Jay will read the comments, and I will read the results afterwards. We got one from Imani who says: Before listening to this episode of the podcast, I would have said yes because I would have preferred to see Masaru have to deal with the consequences of having killed his father, essentially. But now the headcanon that Yggdrasil brought back Spencer by aging up eventually in one's Digi Egg, and the two are the same but sharing Suguru's body instead, is the best ever. And it's what I'm going to be using to explain it to myself from now on. Chuckman says, I'm amazed by comparison at the level of disdain shown for Frontier with their magical tears resolution in saving Koichi and the general acceptance of Yggdrasil simply giving back Suguru as a gift to Masaru to end Savers. Oh, no, I think the, it's dumb. the difference is that one is magic by humans in the real world and the other one is magic by God. Yeah, to be fair, Yggdrasil is God. Like, you have, they're not comparable. Magical tears in a hospital room are different to God in his own world that presumably he's the God of. Hmm. And he, which he's seen, we've seen him do magic before. He made a tree. It's a whole thing. Yes, it's critical to have Suguru back in making uh, in making it okay for Masaru to disappear with Agumon into the digital world at the end, so we can leave Sayuri in a good place of not losing both husband and son. But this ending is really lame, especially given that Suguru's soul was mixed with Bencher Leomon's, and his body was taken by Yggdrasil earlier. Of the two, I'll take the frontier ending. Uh, Koji and Koichi, brothers forever. Although, like Amani, I do love the headcanon we came up with to explain how it happened um but our acceptance of the event especially mine uh, is surprising i'm gonna maintain it god did it i still would i still would think that he would should have stayed dead or be bancho leomon i think they should oh yeah if it's just bancho leomon in the body that'd be funny yeah it's like sorry it is not your father for it is i oh, 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 oh. and masaru goes okay but you can't tell so you read that you can't tell chicky you can't tell that Sayuri. would be so weird Ellie Vorg says, uh, Suguru coming back into life was necessary because if he hadn't, Masaru would not have left for the digital world. He wouldn't have abandoned his mother and sister while knowing that his dad is gone and never coming back, given how much he felt responsible for filling the father role in the family without him. And since Masaru leaving to be with Agumon forever is their favorite part of the ending, they're friends! Uh, they're cool with this. What they think happened from a writing perspective is this. The writers always plan Masaru to go to the digital world at the end. This is foreshadowed both by a line in episode 2 and by the opening being going going my soul because it'll take me away. Suguru dying was probably not planned long in advance but was the most dramatically impactful way to do things when the story reached that point. Then they got to the last episode and remembered that Masaru was supposed to leave and that it would be out of character for him to do so with his dead, with his dad dead. So they somewhat awkwardly had Yggdrasil bring Suguru back uh i don't actually mind from an emotional reaction standpoint either because his dad staying dead would have been emotional but also emotional is the whole daimon family being reunited again after 10 years i have a lot of feelings about the daimon family okay all right so as for the results which i allegedly have closed for some reason that was smart of me. So yeah, so as I said, we had nine total votes and I know for a fact that yes, one with six votes, no one with three votes. What do you think? Should Suguru have stayed dead? I think that it would have been fine. I, On the other hand... <sighs> No, I, I don't like that they walked back him dying, really. I, I, I just I just don't. The explanation is fine and the ending is good. 
I think you could justify Masaru going away anyway. He didn't say, look, it's what a man has to do. A man has to look after his family as well. But Sayuri's obviously self-sufficient. She's been taking care of her two kids. Masaru hasn't had a job or anything. He's not actually been doing anything other than being a man and being around the house as being a man of the house. He's not been providing for them or protecting mm. them from anything. All things considered, Sayuri would have an easier time only raising one child. So I don't think it would be that damaging. And it's one of those things where thematically the Daimon men go to the digital world. And that's like the curse of the family. And there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. So I think it still would have been better if you stayed dead. Um, yeah. You? Um, I'm still team Banshaliamon should have been back as well. <laughs> I feel like that would have greatly approved everything. It just, would have made more sense. Just if like they he he just still brought both back and we finally have an a Leomon that doesn't really die. Yeah, but too bad, Leomons always die. So we have uh, a message on Reddit from Odaiba Memorial who says they just watched the stage play themselves and boy was it weird. They still can't believe it actually exists. Also, they're sure that I was thrilled that they managed to bring Vandemon back as the true villain again. <laughs> I did. It was really funny. I almost believed that it was actually just him, not just like something in, the, in that body. It was disappointing, but it's still good that it was like that was the final villain. And also, Devimon was there. At least as far as adventure goes, it's tradition. Can't wait for that try episode six. Still holding out for Super Vandemon. This Vandemon, in fact. Oh, we'll, we'll have De- uh, Devimon. It'll be Devilman Crybaby. Devil May Crymon. No, no, De- De- Devilmon Crybaby after that new uh, anime. Yeah, apparently that's really good. I, I've oh, only, the internet's all on about I've it. I've only seen two YouTube titles saying, is this already anime of the year? And that's all I've got. I need to yeah, look that, into it. Yeah, that's all I know. All I know is also Devilmon Crybaby. Because uh, Devimon. Yeah. On YouTube, we got one from The Code Crown who says, if I recall correctly, Wiz9000 is a merging reference to Wiz, who released the original Digimon Monster, and HAL9000. Did Wiz release the original Digimon Monster? I, I thought have that was, no I idea. thought that was just uh, Bandai. Huh. Anyway, continue. We got one on With the Will from McGann who says, da- with, regarding Data Squad, they really like how it ends with Marcus going to the digital world. It's a nice twist on the usual ending. It is. Uh, in a way, he ended up like Ty, a digital world diplomat, only with punching, and thus superior. Um, I can't remember where he said it, but Jeff Nimoy drew a parallel between his Data Squad ending theory and Izzy trying to cure the infection in Try. So in his continuity, Data Squad could actually be a simulation run by a sleep-deprived oolong tea-fueled Izzy. And regarding the stage play, if you take the Digimon as a metaphor for childhood, I think of them I think of them sticking around rather than being left behind. Like, similar stories can be taken a few ways. In a way, childhood never leaves you and always informs who you are as it continues uh, to for the kids in Try, in which they even say their partners are their hope which can be interpreted as the optimism of their childhoods and you know what i see that but the difference is like it's not it's not so much like all oh, the memories of you will, re- will remain or like or like in v tamer where he's still got the he's still got the digivice right but he's obviously moved on the actual monsters are just always there and what's important is they will always rely on them which is to say they will never be fully independent of it their childhood being around as a supporting force is one thing but like as a as a crutch which is kind of what having the digimon around actually is it's a bit too much for me for that metaphor to stand up uh, they say that they thought that metal graymon puppet looked awesome i disagree but that's cool I thought it looked a bit silly. I thought it looked seeing, fine. Seeing Edamon achieve his king form was nice. Yeah, it was. It was a sick surprise. It was nice. And then there's really a terrific companion piece to the Tri-Films. It's funny to say this was the anti-Episode 5 because after Coexistence left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth, this is a big shot to their enthusiasm for Tri. That and the confession dub. And it's fair. Like, if you really thought, like, oh man, Didim was all about this new character and they can't write anything good and unique. Well, they can, clearly. And they, they mentioned Mako as well. Like, they, they didn't just say, oh... 
we don't they care about Mako. They mentioned Mako and they mentioned Makumon. It just wasn't important. But this, yeah, it, it was August 1st and Mako wasn't there. It would have been weird if they invited Mako. Like, hey, Mako, do you want to celebrate this thing you weren't here for? You know what Shirai Chapter 5 would have done? What? It's August 1st. You know what that means? It's Mako's birthday. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Mako Day. Um, and as far as Lane, it's interesting to see you guys go into this, uh, the past couple episodes and they wonder if it'll last, um, to see us go into- th- Yeah, so into, see us so oh, into it. You're misreading To see it. us so into this. Because huh, we're- that. We're getting it, we seem more into it than we have been. And because that's true. the plot's coming together, maybe? Which is good. And that's, that's good. <laughs> and damn, we've had a busy week. Yeah, we did. We're going from Viper's Roof. Yeah, sure. I or- read that as Viper of Zero t- Vi- Viper Viper Zero of Zero two? two? I don't know. Is it Viper of Two? Viper. Viperzero of two. That seems unlikely. Um, I'm up to date on your Lane podcast. It's a show people love or hate, but a lot of it will make more sense at the end if you feel like looking back. I think the emotional part of it is one of the reasons it has been able to stick around for 20 years. Also, you have a very good voice. No idea who they're talking about. I would say both of us because we're both fantastic. Look, I'll take it. Um, we got a Gmail from Embermoto who says, regarding episode 47, uh, if this is Drazel's true form, then why isn't he in this form more often? And they did not know about the theory or headcanon that Drazel and Data Squad Universe was a program well, created by Izzy. Like, it still doesn't make any sense. King Drazel was also beaten in that form by a punch from Masaru, and Masaru wasn't able to punch any other form of King Drazel, so... Not in the form... Not in the first one, before the Crystal Core comes out. Yeah. Like, that first form, there was no reason for them to need a human body. Mm. In fact, you could argue the human body's a weakness because they didn't have the big vine arms yes so that also made no sense fair enough good catch regarding episode 48 okay so why do some of these people have dna charges and some don't why do keenan's parents have the charge or samson so why don't keenan why doesn't samson have samson does have a digisol because we see him when he evolves um yeah, kudamon uh, why does God? Why does Godsmon? Uh, why Godsmon? Why do you want to stay in the human world? Because he's so attracted to these humans that he technically just met. Yeah, and I think it's because it's a throwback to when Godsmon was trying to kill them, the least, like actively trying to kill them, like actively make causing a cave in to yeah. kill them. I want to take issue with this next one. The least climactic battle in Digimon ever. We beat the bad guy by talking to them about friendship. Well, the same thing happened in V-Tamer and it was the best. Also, the same thing happened in Zero Two. But it wasn't about friendship. It was about ambitions. It was like, I want to be a noodle cart driver. I want to be a manga artist. Did they beat the That's, bad guy that way? Yeah. Um, they, were tr- they were trying to fight him and all their Digimon devolved and he went over to the digital world because it was what he wanted. He broke through the illusion palace or whatever it was. And the only way they could was bringing all the little evil children and Daisuke said, hey, but I have a, like, my ambition is to become a noodle cart driver. And he says, what, what, you must have ambitions, small children. And the small children all say their hopes about what they want to be. It's so dumb. And all of the hopes and dreams get to Malo Vam- Vamdemon and just destroy him. What a good time. What a terrible show. They're going to say, how the bleep is the dad still alive? And Marcus spent all this time trying to get dad, his dad back. And now you're just going to leave? Now that his dad is back, Marcus no longer has to be trapped by this responsibility. And the, uh, with the digital being this great brand, a new frontier for him to explore. The digital world, presumably. And they kind of want it. They kind of want like a sh- like a short twelve episode series of Data Squad, like post uh, sort of after the series. Um, maybe one or two episodes focusing on each character. I think that would be cool. Mm. I, I mean, I don't think it's necessary, but I think it'd be cool. Um, it might also go on too much. It might also, it also 
Except 12 for, is a lot of episodes. Except for Masaru, I think everything else will be Slice of Life. Mm. Ryuchi says, The surprise of the Confession Dub uh, coverage podcast that we didn't mention the change. Uh, if we wait for someday, we'll end up becoming adults, which changed to, we'll end up old and grey. It was one of the top two lines in the entire series so far for them. And they changed it. Um, they think it has a lot less punch, which I can see. Because one is that Digimon theme of childhood to adult growing up. Whereas the other one is like, oh, we'll be old men. It's not about becoming adults. It's just about time passing and i see that as for tundra i know a lot of people who aren't into japan and anime that know the term from pop culture so i think that it would have been okay to leave it as tsundere um at least it would be one step one less step of people understanding that that's what they meant the thing is you can have it as tsundere and have the person making a mistake but you have to have a subtitle explaining what's going on and then that doesn't work so i think you have to reel it back and just yell tsundere in the english version that probably makes the most Mm. sense um yeah and then being confused because they're speaking english that's totally fine yeah uh, and would either of you like to hear some of the English music in the dub? And yes. the answer is... Yes, because okay. nostalgia. Like, hey, Digimon and run around. I don't know. The people, people Not for cool. me, I wouldn't. Um, I, it because mainly because nostalgia for me. I mean, they, they did when they did the new... I would like to hear the Digi rap again. That's what I want to hear. Yes. Not this crap new version that sucked. Um, they saw that uh, we're at the point where Banshee is revealed to be Marcus's dad. They guessed it early on as well, but they were misled by Yggdrasil having his body. And they love and hate the ending of Savers. They're exciting to see a human stay in the digital world after the series for once. Um, and re-listening to old podcast episodes from beginning to see how rankings compare, audio quality has really improved. They really, they'd be really interested if we want to go back and look at our older episodes again. There's two episodes at the very beginning that sounded like we were reviewing Atmon. Um, we were praising and analyzed them so highly. Uh, they're sure they wouldn't be rated so highly now, but it's interesting to hear. I don't think I'm ever going back to look at those shows. I'm sorry. I don't have the patience in my life. Well, I kind of do want to go back to them once we're finished with all the Digimon. Maybe not with Jay, but with other people. Oh, you could, you're not with me. Um, and I mentioned being interested in the Digicourt in season six, because I remember once we were in Sydney and I woke up and I saw a Digicourt and there was this... The, the judge who was Arnold Schwarzenegger and it was mm. like I don't understand what's going on here and May's like it's Digimon and I'm like I want to go play magic and since we're getting close keep an eye out Jay can know he has something to look forward to soon I still don't look forward to it really I just look forward to all the weird celebrity voices coming back like an adventure or celebrity and impersonator Tamers. I'm voices I'm sorry Tamers had uh, Christopher Walken was it just like Devimon. once though what it was just like once yeah um, and Andrew says they learned something recently about Frontier that reminded them of something that I said would always uh, that I would always say during the podcast it feels like Frontier was written week to week it turns out that this is fairly true by all accounts the series was pretty much behind the eight ball with the pr- production crew not knowing whether or not there'd still be a show to work on after each episode that's crazy that's 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 a wow Uh, at one point they were told they only had four episodes left to wrap things up which resulted in the rush to defeat Churubimon which you can tell wasn't in keeping with the original version for the fight but was adequate enough to get the job done this would have left the remaining handful of episodes to deal with Lucemon who was always intended to be the final villain of the season but then they were granted a last minute extension and that four episode plot suddenly had to fill 13 episodes of runtime which is why there's such a disconnect between the Royal Knights arc and the rest of the show they have nothing to do with the larger lore of Frontier and are quite literally there to kill time and boy does it feel yeah, because like it lucimon is foreshadowed fairly early on in frontier i would really like to actually see a source for this this fact i think it's really yeah if you can send that through with us and like where you heard that and the stuff it's really interesting yeah because that that would be interesting and that actually does explain a lot about frontier about how like it does seem rushed in some parts and just inconsistent i guess um and we got one from ellie vorg on tumblr who says 
King Drazel's line in the dub is not where were the humans when the Digimon world was attacked. It's where were the Digimon, quote, like brackets, who support humans, uh, when the digital world was attacked. The former would indeed be a neat line, but the latter makes no sense. Maybe that was me misquoting it. I, just, I was thinking of it favorably because it sounded better. The Digisoul that Sleepmon burned up is presumably the Digisoul he got from Satsuma. I still think it's just his personal energy and they said the wrong word. Um, you see a brief shot of him burning it up and it's the same color as Satsuma's. Oh, that's fair enough then. Since he's in Sleepmon form from Satsuma's Digicel Charge, it makes sense. He's using up the energy that he evolved with, resulting in him reverting to Kudamon. You know what would have made way more sense? Mm. If he just intentionally de-evolved and then he would be a smaller Digimon in the big space that Sleepmon would have left in the ice and he could have just broken out. Mm, that's fair. I don't know if they ever even thought of it. Um, and King Drazel's lines when it's revealed to be a computer are different. Originally, Yggdrasil said that its experiments on Digimon evolution had failed due to a human intervention. This hints that actually it might have always wanted humans out of its way because their meddling in the digital world interfered with its purpose. Kind of like how Tama observed a few episodes back that Yggdrasil might see humans as a virus. But in the dub, King Drazel says it was experimenting on humans and Digimon, human, and Digimon interaction, and this experiment failed due to an error which is not explained what error where we never see any indication of some external computer error and if its experiment was about human and digimon interaction then that experiment looks like a success the result of the experiment was they don't get along very well with few exceptions but a negative result is still a result Tama is stated to be 19 when he receives his nobel prize which is what proves that the epilogue is five years later this is in the dub too although given marcus's schrodinger's age and the fact that thomas's age is not given a number and is only stated to be the same as Marcus's I guess that means the dub's epilogue is either five or three years later and we're not sure um I don't understand why we're con so convinced that uh, Savers doesn't warrant a sequel to me it's the most it has the most sequel potential of any Digimon series and not just because it's the best one one of the themes throughout the series is the desire to create a world where humans and Digimon can live together and they never managed to do so by the end of the series there's just a vague well maybe if slash when we reopen the gate things will be better I want to see them I want to see them create that world I want to see Hamasaru's been acting like an ambassador for humanity throughout his adventures in the digital world a lot of Digimon will still hate and fear humans for very understandable reasons so who better to convince them that humans aren't so bad but the one human still in the digital world someone whose philosophy revolves around getting your true feelings across to people I want to see Tama using his influence as a Norstein and a Nobel Prize winner to spread the word about Digimon most humans who learned of Digimon's experiences during the near apocalypse probably see them as monsters who likely caused it all and they need to see to sorry to be persuaded otherwise too actually creating a world where humans and digimon live side by side won't be easy so there's plenty of conflict potential for a series that has that interspecies harmony as the end goal my problem with this is that the ending is way too nice mm. everyone's so happy like to add a sequel would be to undermine the entire ending and i don't see it right like the problem is the digital world is so small and so uninteresting and also god just said i will look on from the sidelines and not not worry right now masaru this is your responsibility to look after it mm. the only way i could see this is a masaru is the only character in the new series and he's dealing with this stuff alone or the bad guy is the government the problem is the bad guy was already the government there's no upward mobility who could be who could be a okay in a sequel the bad guy has to be different and usually has to be better or bigger than the original bad guy so that you get a feeling of progression 
Who is bigger in the real world than the government? Who knows? And who's bigger in the digital world than God? Probably no one. There's just nowhere for the series to go, as far as I can see. I definitely think you could write a second season. I just don't think it actually warrants it. And it would be really difficult to write. And obviously, it's probably not worth it. Since they didn't even translate this movie. Mm, which is sad. Oh, speaking of which, I actually um, I asked on uh, Twitter to Jeff Nimoy about that. Uh, Jeff Nimoy obviously hasn't gotten back yet because it's probably like yeah. early morning where he is, I'd, I'd guess. But uh, Mark from With the Will said that, as as he recalls, Toei USA had no interest in or budget in dealing with anything that didn't have a guaranteed deal for at the time. And uh, if, Data, was trash at the time? if Data Squad had been an, unqualif- an unqualified success, it would have been dubbed as a TV special or something. And That's pretty much what I thought it was. It was uh, like, uh, no one's watching this. Ironically, had the game and show came out just a few years later, it would have probably gotten the movie. But, uh, no, mm. so no reply from Jeff Nimoy yet. If we do get a reply that's different from that, we'll say it. But, uh, hopefully, hopefully we get a reply. And Trickster, Trickster Holiday Angel says, This week on Lost in Translation 1, May tries to, to canonize uh, their Savers rule, rule 34 fic. Jay tries to ignore them. You tried really hard to ignore me. I really did. It was super annoying. I believed in you. Alright everybody, join us for the next episode of Devilman Crybaby, Agumon, Gaumon, and Lalamon, Explosion, The Last Battle Offscreen. And we don't have a dub name for that episode because the dub episode doesn't actually exist. But we'll also be discussing Digimon Savers and Digimon Data Squad as a whole season sort of discussion summary episode and we'll be releasing the listener opinion questions soon, hopefully as soon as I possibly can. And so yeah, that's what we're doing next week. Yay! So obviously no Obnoxidopsis for next week either. For Wiggly Wonders this week, I didn't actually do anything new this week. I, I rollerbladed. I uh, I did about that. I can't just say rollerblading every time. Uh, I guess... Mm, what did I do this week? Oh, I started watching Hannibal, so I'm just going to say Hannibal. Hannibal's alright. Uh, watch Hannibal. Will Graham is a very attractive human being. Uh, if you want to watch an attractive human being, be intelligent. Uh, it, watch, watch Hannibal. It's fairly old. It's a couple years old now. It's also got Gillian Anderson in it, who's also my girlfriend. I love her. Uh, and that's that's what I did. What did you do, Jay? I, um, did I do anything of interest at all? I've been playing lots of Overwatch. I, I think we've talked about that. I did not start Doki Doki Literature Club yet. I haven't started I almost that either. did. Um, so that doesn't count. I have been watching Hearthstone videos. You always do that, though. Yeah, I know. Like, I didn't do anything interesting this week. You're about to go to Magic the Gathering pre-release. I am. Rivals of Ixalan is coming out. I can talk about that a bit. It's got the Ascend mechanic. It's not really all that good. Like, it's it's good, it's just not pushed hard enough. And that's the... Pr- it's also one of the weirdest mechanics I've ever seen in my life. Because it, do- it, it doesn't trigger. It's just a thing. Do you know anything about it? No. The Ascend mechanic... When I when I first saw it, I thought it was like a... When you do this thing, trigger... And if, if you have 10 or more permanents, then you get the special effect, right? Yes. But it's not. If you have a thing with Ascend already on board and just play your 10th permanent, then it also works. It's when you play this or when you get 10 and you have already have this thing. It's just a weird static effect. And you're always going to get there because eventually you will get 10 lands so it just upgrades your cards later in the game and it's it's just a strange thing it's doing but there's some really cool uh, transforming lands in this set some really disgusting ones in fact there's one that taps there's one that taps for x colors uh, x mana of any color that you want and that x is equal to your life total right so you can tap for 20 below it's really gross um yeah there's some really funny stuff in it and also there's a lore implication of the azorius perun the guy who founded the azorius senate in ravnica living on ixalan 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 right that's also weird 
good. There's some cool stuff in it. Basically, I'm really excited to go play Magic after this. Cool. I have to drop by home to pick up sleeves. I'm dumb. But it's also, you have time. I do have plenty of time. So week, this week's weekly poll is, should Masaru have just stayed in a coma and been along with the other humans in a coma in this movie? You can find a link down in the description, and you can also find our screenshots of the week, weekly wonders, and our weekly poll linked in the description and in our link dump. Our red bubble is also linked in the description, and you can get more than just shirts there too. You can contact us and stay updated. You can email us at lostintranslation1 at gmail.com, or you can comment on this episode or message us on SoundCloud. You can follow us on at Translation on Twitter, and you can find us on Lost in Translation on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We have a discussion about that on With the Will and a red thread in the Digimon subreddit, and we would appreciate it if you would view us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and any other podcast listening app that you use. Ratings really do assist people finding out about the podcast, so please help us out, and also, of course, we'll read it out in Postmon Pat. We also have a website, and you can vote in our weekly polls, check out our release schedule, and check out our blog posts. You can also donate to our Patreon, which is in the description from as little as a dollar a month. And that gets you access to a list of Slack chat group, but there are other higher levels of rewards, such as notes, early episodes, and more. And thank you to our Patreon supporters, Sam Krieger, who has a podcast with Stevie called The Moncast, Stevie, who's also Stevie Padmon on Tumblr and is currently taking commissions there, Wu Qinglong, who you can find at twitch.tv forward slash Wu Qinglong, Metal Mamemon, Joe, Anime Guy, who's Anime Guy Kurosaki and the number one on YouTube, Chuckmon, Hero Lado, who's at Hero Lado on Twitter, Jason Morosky, Ryuchi, who's Frost Miragic, an archive of our own, and Inkit.com for such Ryden Allen, Stephen Rees, who's at Wildwing64 on Twitter, Kaidawashi, Mac, Noam, Riku, Chisai, who you can follow at Chisai236 on Tumblr, Kyle, the Lady Bugman, whose anime blog you can read at bagubaragu.wordpress.com, Glitchgoat, Azra McCool, Gene Hackmon, who hosts New World Sonata, which is a sci fi and fantasy audio drama podcast, Matthew, Anthony, who's at Anto Classic on Twitter, Elizabeth, who's a Lekmon on Tumblr, Sithobi, Ellie Vorg, who's Ellie Vorg on Tumblr, Sporky McForkinspoon, who hosts a Digimon podcast called Going Digital, Megan, Kyliak, Neobu, the Time Optimist, Silverhead Freak 25, who is at SHF25 uh, tweets on Twitter, Harvey, Alex, Nicholas, and Thunder. You can also make button one of today's from out of PayPal, which is found in the description. It's paypal.me slash Make sure to listen to the podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye.